0: How do we do what? How do we plan to pay for our medical costs? Did we sign a release form for all this? I don't think... We got pummeled by a naked man in your coliseum. You're the ones that should be liable. He was naked. He was naked. He was
1: wearing a loincloth.
0: That's even worse. That's scintillating. I have been emotionally scarred, and I'm going to suffer from traumatic feelings of body inadequacy from now on. How much
2: are the bills?
1: It rounds out to about a hundred gold. Oh, here we go. That's not as bad as I thought. I mean, it's like a month's wages, I think you may have misheard me, Mr. Paul. I said 100 gold. One gold coin is worth 100 silver coins. Oh.
2: Tony, it said a bodyguard only gets paid like 150 silver a month. I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't know any professions that could afford that.
3: Well,
1: Mr. Paul, here at Pinball City, we like to work on a sort of Wookie-like debt system. We saved your life, and now you get to be our muscular friend who helps us fly our airships, and we all just pretend to understand what you're saying.
3: What the heck is a Wookiee? None of us know how to fly airships.
1: Seriously, Elvis, I keep saying you should learn to pilot an airship.
3: Tony, it's a technical occupation and you have to go to school for it, and then you need to put in hundreds of hours of flight time. If nobody already has this skill, I don't see how you expect us to learn it.
2: I know how to operate an arcane battle tank. Is that useful?
1: Unfortunately, Mr. Lowry, we're a city in the sky and don't really need a land-based army.
2: Actually, you know what? Forget it. I'll drive an airship. Put me behind the wheel.
0: No. Lowry, nobody is going to be best friends with the lady who puts us into indentured
2: servitude. I didn't say I was going to do a good job, Mason. I'm personally torn between passive aggression and outright defiance. You know what? I'm going to go with defiance. You can't tell me what to do, lady. Actually, maybe we could steal the airship.
1: I'm still standing right here, Mr. Mason.
0: Well then, go away. Jeez, we're trying to have a private conversation, lady.
1: Okay, I'll just leave you all to figure out where you're going to come up with the money. She exits the
2: room. Okay, first of all, this is crap. I have a shield. My mom made this, by the way, and it's the best shield in the whole world. It's like a homemade cookie, forged with love. Only it's made of steel, and sometimes I hit people with it. It can heal bodily wounds, and we did not need a
1: hundred gold worth of healing.
2: Really? They should have let you fix us up and we'd all be fine.
1: Lowry, I thought you said your character was 30 seconds from dying.
2: Yeah, but I have no way of knowing that in character. Paul, Mason, Elvis, I am furious this woman has the audacity to ask so much money for a service with no justifiable purpose. And as retribution, I vote that we steal her airship. Also, maybe talk her into a multi-level marketing scheme.
3: No. No. Lowry, do not try to talk these people into something devious and contracted. I have known Magic Tony for years, and nothing works on him, nor his associates.
2: Elvis, I don't think you know who I am, on account of the fact that I lied on my resume about everything and didn't even use my full real name. I've scammed people in every country in the world, and I'm fluent in three languages. Look at this woman selling spiritually purified washcloths in no time. And if you don't believe me, that just goes to show you're smarter and more socially gifted than everyone else. You know, that's a really good quality in a salesperson. Have you ever thought about putting that to use? Because if so, I know a product that practically sells itself, and you would be an amazing asset to my sales teams at a higher level. I
0: don't know, Larry. Last time we didn't listen to Elvis, we got physically annihilated by a beautiful man, who we're going to never live up to. Well, you fought him with swords made of graham crackers. Of course we lost. They were in my family for three generations. By the way, nice hammer work, Paul. The man was the size of a barn, and you couldn't hit the thing he was blocking you with. Listen. If we stay
3: here, our debts are just going to get worse and worse, and the only way out is going to be to play nice with someone from Pinball City and be whatever a Wookiee is. I personally don't want to be a Wookiee, it sounds like a weird sex thing. But I have always wanted to go hiking in the Wolflands. It's where the Wolf People live. So here's my idea. We sneak out of here, see if we can catch up to de Blasio before he leaves. If he's already gone, we sneak on a boat to Elvarian and then hightail it south into the woods of the Wolflands. What's so great about the Wolf Lands? There's no laws, and they don't have extradition treaties with anyone, including Pinball City.
1: Do
2: they have indoor bathrooms?
3: They have freedom! To poop in the woods!
2: Not having any other choice sounds kinda like a prison.
0: Well, I think we should try to catch up to de Blasio, at least. He signed us up for this. It should be his money on the line. Good, then let's get out of here!
1: Okay, you guys check outside, and the halls are empty. It doesn't look like anyone is waiting to stop you. Can we get out through a window? You can! You climb out a window. Do any of you guys know how to find your airship?
3: Okay, that's the other thing. You want someone to fly an airship, but no one ever takes navigation skills.
1: I don't know why no one ever does. That's how you guys got stranded in the Arctic. We got stranded because Captain Peaches stole the airship. Yeah, but you guys way underpaid him, and then you couldn't
3: do... We had bartering skills, and we negotiated a really affordable price that you thought at the time was ripping us off. And then between sessions, you check the wages section of the book, and you realize that Captain Peaches was earning less money than a monkey trainer.
1: Okay, but if you guys had navigation, you wouldn't have needed Captain Peaches. Okay, forget it.
3: Just point to some guy who looks like he works here. Hey, yo, You know where the dockyards are?
1: Uh, The guy walks over to you, and he says, I sure do. I'm selling maps of the city for mere six gold apiece. Six gold?! I could buy a breastplate for that much. Not here, you can't friend. Smithsonian Fist is the only smith in town. And he makes not only the finest breastplates in the world, but the most expensive. Any one of them will cost you a good hundred gold at minimum. Hey, if you want, I got price guides too. I'll sell you one of those for only... four gold. Uh,
2: uh, hang on. You're exactly the kind of guy we're looking for. See, you know what things cost around here, and that puts you ahead above everyone else. I represent a brand called Lowry Opportunity Enterprises, and between you and me, it's a pyramid scheme. But I need someone at the mid-level to scam the rubes. You get me?
1: want me to build pyramids? That's funny. You're funny, no.
2: What I want is for you to accept a management opportunity and find some sales associates to work under you. Tony, while I'm talking, I pickpocket this guy's maps and price guides.
1: Okay, you go for it, and you find it's all chained to his pocket. You also feel that this guy has a knife on him, so if he catches you, you might be in trouble. He says to you, Well, to be honest, I'm not really a very good salesman, so here's what I'll do. I'll sell you guys ten of these maps for four gold each, and then I'll let you guys run the street corner. You can keep the profits. Wow.
2: You know, that's brilliant. Did I mention I'm a shaman? I'm having a premonition of great fortunes right now. Let's talk details. I'll negotiate for everybody, but in private, if you don't mind.
1: Sure, let's talk
3: business! Wait, didn't you earlier tell us Don't that... worry,
2: I got this. We're gonna get a great deal. I lead this guy down the alley.
1: He follows you. Okay, how should we start?
2: I grab his knife and I stab him to death with it.
1: God Oh, the irony! Uh, that weapon was for my self-defense! Is,
2: is everything
0: okay down there? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Uh, are Are you sure? I'm coming down there!
2: Uh, actually it's good that you volunteer. I need one of you guys to come down here, take off your pants, and let this guy inspect your glutes. What? I- I'm, I'm- Larry, I'm not gonna do that! Yeah, that sounds like stranger danger. You should... not do that either. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you guys were professional negotiators. Tony, I steal this guy's wallet and take a price guide and a map.
1: Well, he doesn't have any money, and you have to tear the maps off to get them off the chain.
2: No. What? How? If he sold even one of these maps, he has at least more money than some people have ever seen at once. I think he would have more money than we have
1: combined. That doesn't mean he sold any. Maybe everyone else knew they weren't worth that much.
2: But then why was he even out here? You know, forget it. I take the maps. Don't they just unclip somehow? Actually, I don't care. Just free the maps.
1: His knife has amazing craftsmanship, though, if anyone wants it.
2: It's a murder weapon. I'm leaving it. Hey, guys. Good news. My glutes were better than his, so he agreed to sell stuff for me, and he gave me a map.
0: Oh, cool. Sales
2: is weird.
3: Tony, I checked the map for any magic runes or anything.
1: You don't see any.
3: Okay. I think it's safe.
2: Of course it's safe. It's just a map. A very expensive map I had to show a stranger my naked rear end to get. So come on, let's go to the docks.
3: You don't know what's dangerous. I once sat next to a seven-year-old girl on a train and her
1: wig attacked me. You guys follow the map down to the docks. How long do you spend looking for de Blasio? Well, he's our only
0: ride out of here, so... Yeah, we'd probably give it a good try.
1: Then you guys search for 24 hours without rest or sleep and do not find him.
0: Well, that seems excessive.
1: Well, you keep walking up to people who look like de Blasio from behind, but then they turn around and it's a lady or an old man or or, or a mop that looks like a guy in just the right light. And uh, it gives you false hope over and over until you realize, tired and defeated, it's the following day.
2: Mason, can we take a break? I don't think we're going to find de Blasio. You're
0: probably right. I feel like garbage. Oh, wait, I think that's him for real this time. Ah, shoot, it's just my creepy uncle, Roger. Don't look. Don't look.
1: (laughs) Oh, hey, is that my nephew, Mason? Ah, dang it. I don't think I've seen you since that time under the table at the Christmas party.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's been...
1: Oh, look, your dad gave you three of his legendary swords. Uh,
0: yeah. Actually, he gave me two of them, and this other sword is just for training.
1: Are you sure? Because I heard it possessed the strongest power of all.
0: Yeah, the power of austerity.
1: That's weird. That's not what I heard. Well, would you like to join me for dinner of live eels? They're still slimy and wriggling.
0: No, oh, thanks, Uncle Roger. We're busy and
2: already like uh, 24 hours behind wait, schedule. wait. Do you live around here? How do you catch the eels? We're up in the sky. Do you have an airship?
1: I do! It's a flying bathtub. Would anyone like to get in with me? The water's still warm. Uh, no thanks. We'll catch the uh, next uh, one. Uh, yeah, no thanks, Uncle
0: tubs. Roger.
1: Yeah, See you later. <laughs> Your loss? More bath bubbles for me? Total low He gets in his bathtub and flies away.
2: Man, I hate Uncle Roger. How does he afford the local prices anyway? The man was naked.
1: Wait a minute. Elvis... You see a guy, and from behind, it looks just like de Blasio.
3: Okay, no. At some point, we obviously became delirious. De Blasio is gone. We have to find our own way out of Pinball City.
1: Then the guy turns around, and it's Captain
3: Peaches! It... Yo! Oh, if it isn't Elvis! Long
1: time no see, me boy! Run up and slug Peaches in his stupid face! You slam your fist into Peaches' chiseled jaw. He rubs his chin and says... It's good to see you, too. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. He punches you back, square in the teeth. You take a dive to the pavement. Oh, uh, of course. Peaches steps over Elvis's prone body and shakes hands with the rest of the party. Their name's Captain Peaches. Me and this deadbeat go way back. Last time I saw him was when he paid me to take him one way out to the Arctic Circle in search of some important artifact. But they refused to pay me the way back. So, I guess it couldn't have been that important.
0: It's not exactly how we heard it. I'm Mason. This is Paul.
1: Lowry. Oh, so you heard of me. Well, a lot's changed since then. I work here in Pinball City now. I know as much about airships as anyone, and I manage the docks. If you're visiting, between you and me, I'd be careful. There was a murder yesterday, and we're still looking for the perpetrator.
2: Isn't this a city? People get murdered all the time.
1: Hey, well, that's true of most cities, but this is Pinball City. We do have a local mugger, but uh, he's only a legend on account of the fact that we never actually found any of his victims. So the fact that we have a body on this one is out of the ordinary. It stands to reason it must have been a tourist. Uh, But not to worry. We're using necromancy to find the culprit. Before anyone leaves, we'll have the victim do a quick check on all the crew, and when the victim finds who killed him, he'll point him out.
2: Oh. Well, that's fascinating. I've heard the undead are prone to fits of arcane horror and that they aren't really understood by anyone, so it's kind of incredible you have a system like that.
1: The world's most premier wizards live in Pinball City. Understanding ghouls was only a matter of progress.
2: I'm actually with Lowry on this one. I heard rumors that the undead can escalate in power without warning. There are legends of them tormenting whole villages over minor grievances, but your city just intentionally raises the dead.
0: Yeah, Tony, there was a setting note in here about hauntings. I was a little curious about that because you guys mentioned an undead court case.
1: Yeah, those are old setting notes. We're past all that. Those are old legends. The dead come back to finish their business, and we established a court system for that way earlier in the campaign.
2: Okay. I was prepared to be stalked by a vengeful ghost, but if I'd known killing that guy was going to cause him to get right back up and report me to the police, I would not have stabbed him. Larry, you totally still would have. Okay, but I would have taken steps to stop him from telling on me. So do they still have... uh, Captain Peaches, does he still have supernatural powers? Like, can he freeze a man in place by looking into his eyes?
1: Indeed he can. The perpetrator won't be able to run.
2: Okay, and can he... Look, I don't know how to ask this in character, because it said people don't understand the undead, which apparently is now out the window. But the note said the undead are connected to the magical ether, so they can cast spells as powerful as their grudge or purpose would allow or even create their own magic. So basically, Lowry killed this guy, but it only turned him into an ageless warlock who can take control of a place he feels connected to, and he's still 100% in control of his own faculties.
1: Well, he... uh, You know what? I'm going to write that down. I had not thought of that.
2: Right? So, like, we just did this guy a huge favor. I saw it says people try to bind themselves to spirits or demons to achieve exactly those powers. So if they can make stable undead...
1: Well, he can't have kids or anything, so... It's not like most people would actually go through with that. Well, they just in order make their
2: to... own magic. If they're mentally stable, they have all the time to figure out how to have kids through magic. Oh my god, Paul. Tony, can I wake up now or do I have brain damage?
1: I guess you're awake now.
2: Captain Peaches, how much do they charge to raise the dead?
1: Well, uh, they charge about 10,000 gold.
2: But they just casually do this for murder
1: victims. Aye, but this be a special case. And I don't know what it actually costs the necromancer, but they probably charge a lower fee to the guard. Okay,
2: but if you found me in an alleyway with a knife in my back, you'd bring me back as a powerful demigod to cooperate with the investigation?
1: I mean, I can't guarantee they would. They they probably wouldn't. If they figure out it's suicide, they wouldn't investigate.
3: Paul, do not kill yourself. It won't work. They'll take one look at your body and just smell the desperation.
1: Well, I don't know now. I'm actually thinking about how I might do a separate experience system for undead powers. See, my mom wouldn't approve.
2: But my dad would be upset if I passed up an opportunity. Can I just... hang on,
3: everybody. Paul, Tony is like an evil genie. Do not take that power. It will ruin
2: your character.
1: Okay, fine.
2: Well, Mr. Peaches, not that this hasn't been interesting. Captain Peaches. Yeah. I don't suppose we could rent an airship to get out of here, could we?
1: Rent an airship? Do you have any idea how expensive they are? Wait, well... Wait, you're traveling with Elvis, so of course you don't know how much one is. Airship's free to own nor to Captain Elvis.
3: I know how much they're worth. You stole the one I bought.
1: Well, we're probably even now, considering the amount you'd owe me after interest by this point.
3: You stole the airship the minute you realized you negotiated your pay too low. You can't charge interest on a debt that you collected on illegally the second you decided you were owed a debt. In fact, you are a criminal. I'm, I'm gonna... I can't beat you in a fist fight, but I can sure as heck tell your boss about your airship theft. Who is your manager?
1: Magic Tony descends from the sky on his rocket boots.
3: Go away, Magic Tony. I am busy yelling at Peaches here. Did you know that Peaches worked here?
1: Of course I do. I hired him.
3: You you hired him? No. (laughs) No, okay. First of all, Magic Tony, you are not anyone's employer. The last time we were together, I made you sleep in the latrine. Remember, that was your bunk.
1: I do remember that. By the time we got to the North Pole, it was the warmest place on the ship. Do not thank me. Well, I wasn't, really. I am your boss. Your boss. We
3: have had
1: that kind of relationship in the past.
3: And I don't know how you could forget, but Captain Peaches is why... Actually, hang on, the last time I saw you, you were wandering off into a blizzard in the North Pole. Tony, I don't think I've seen you since then.
1: Uh, Wait. Wait. Are... Are you just now realizing that that's the last time you saw me? Well. <laughs> because. Uh, it's because. Ha-
3: it's because, happened before. D- be- because. Remember, be- remember, Because. Remember when we were in the woods being chased by angry spirits and we didn't have any food? We were lost because no one ever knows how to navigate. And then you ran off in a different direction from us. And I remember Chapman being worried about you. But the next morning, what happened?
1: I came back, and you guys threw acorns at me. And then I collected the acorns, I boiled them, I roasted them, and I ate them. Okay, first, Barry the White
3: threw those acorns at you. No one else threw acorns. Second, you came back with a basket full of fresh muffins. And you wouldn't tell us where you found them. You just kept saying that you got them in the forest.
1: Because that's where I found them. In the forest. The same place where I found the acorns you guys threw at me. The
3: point is... When you got lost at the North Pole, I assumed you'd probably be fine. Again. Out there eating your wild forest muffins or whatever. Why are you in charge of peaches?
1: Well, funny thing, and you're going to laugh, but... I'm actually in charge of all of Pinball City. Or, okay, maybe you won't laugh. Maybe you'll just sit there in stunned silence.
0: Are you, like... The
1: mayor? No. Not exactly. No, no, no. I I don't understand government structure, per se, so... That's because you
3: you don't have any money. We never let you have the money after the time you spent our whole bank account on
1: feathered hats. I guess you could say I'm... Whatever it is when you have 100% complete power, but you're not an evil person like a king or a prime minister. I don't know if there's a word for it. Dictator. No, 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 I do not dictate. I'm I'm more of a suggester, like a really good suggester. The supreme benevolent suggestion maker of Pinball City. What
2: happens if someone disagrees with one of your suggestions?
1: Well, uh, my suggestions are really good, so if you don't accept them, you're obviously not good yourself. And in that case, we suggest you leave Pinball City. Hey,
2: speaking of that, we're actually trying to get a ferry out of here. Where do we go, and how much does one cost?
1: Oh, there's no ferries to or from Pinball City. If you can't afford your own ride, you really can't afford to be here. So, it kind of works itself out.
2: Then how does one leave Pinball City if you suggest that they go and they don't have an airship?
1: Well, you could always walk off the edge.
0: Okay, I think I'm piecing this all together.
1: If it helps, I'll offer another piece. If you break the law, we'll impound your airship.
0: Well, I'm still struggling to piece this all together. But I'm not. And I just want to say, Mr. Magic, it sounds like you and Elvis have a lot of history. And I'm just a hired sword. I barely know the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not even been around him for a month.
3: Oh, don't side with Tony. He sleeps in a latrine. Tony, how much is it going to cost to buy an airship around here? I mean, it sounds like you're confiscating them and everything.
1: You guys are in luck, because right now I am working on a cutting-edge prototype airship. The whole works. And for Elvis, because we go way back and I know he's going to do interesting things with it, I could let it go for two million gold.
3: You mean two million silver?
1: Airships are expensive, and Magic Tony is offering to sell you a one-of-a-kind special custom one. Here. Here. I drew a picture of it if you want to see what it looks like.
3: Tony, a barge would cost, like, 200,000 silver. A gold is 100 silver, so 2 million gold is like... Oh, really?
1: Hang on. Let me see if I can find where... uh, Hold Uh, on. Hey, Uh, could
2: we actually not be going through notes at the uh, table?
1: Okay, well, I don't know where I have them listed, but I guess that's a pretty big gap in prices.
2: Well, I don't like to lose the action, so let's just keep going.
1: Okay, 2 million gold it is. See the guns on this schematic? They look like ordinary cannons, but they're actually a brand new weapon that I think I'm going to call space
0: lasers. (laughs) It's like buying a Ferrari to go to the grocery store.
2: or like paying the entire R&D budget for a fighter jet program, because no one's invented a taxi service.
0: Well, let me check the congressional budget of Mason. Ah, yes. Seems I'm running a deficit of 100 gold. At this rate, we'll be out of here in approximately infinity years.